listening to Our Wayward Life, a podcast about living life a bit differently. We're Natalie and Daniel, a married couple from Tennessee. In 2015, we sold everything we owned, moved overseas, and we've been living the expat life ever since. Stick around to hear about our travel experiences, both good and bad, our expat adventures, and everything in between. Welcome back to another episode. As my wife sits here and laughs at me. <laughs> it's just funny. Anyways, we are officially back from Turkey. Yeah. We I had think. an amazing time. Yes, we had a great time. And so we thought we would do an episode right after the one we talked about what we expected. See if it lived up to the hype that we hyped it up in our heads. That's a lot to say. Spoiler alert, it did. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. So uh, we are going to go through basically the same order and what we talked about last time and talk about our experience in Turkey. Yeah. We'd like to start by saying we absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was absolutely epic. Uh, I think it definitely blew my expectations by uh, at least 100%. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, so one of the things that we had talked about that we were looking forward to was experiencing Ramadan in a different culture. And it was Ramadan, but... It wasn't Ramadan like we thought Ramadan was going to be. No, and maybe because we didn't stay on the more traditional side. Yeah, we were definitely in the more touristy area. That we didn't... It just wasn't a, a big deal. Like, in some places, things are closed down during Ramadan or they do special ceremonies, and we didn't experience that. No, the only thing that that uh, they asked is if you did see somebody that was, you know, I guess partaking in Ramadan to be respectful of them, you know. Like if they were like fasting and stuff like that, you weren't trying to shove your water or something in their face. Because we often do that. Yeah, I know. Drink my water. Yeah. (laughs) No, it was, so I was actually kind of a bit disappointed that there wasn't anything for Ramadan. I'm sure there were in the more local areas. Yeah, there definitely Um, was. However... It was also nice. Nothing was closed down. Yeah, or, all the cafes or hours were amended. It was everything was open as usual. There was one thing about Ramadan that I was not expecting. Um, so, to wake people up for the last meal around two thirty in the morning, they come around in the streets and play the drums. Well, which, you're not expecting that at two thirty in the morning. You will think someone's breaking into your uh, apartment. Yeah. Because I like to tour the place down. <laughs> the drums were loud. Yeah. Once you know they're coming, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're not expecting it and they just start playing drums directly outside your window. It will scare the daylights out yeah. of you. But I do think that's a really neat tradition. So that is a very old Ramadan tradition that a lot of countries don't do anymore. Um, like here, a lot of people just stay up yeah. until that time. But apparently there are people... They, they go to bed at normal hours. And then hours. people come around and they play the drums to wake them up to have their last meal and then go pray. So Yeah. But like I said, when you're not expecting it. <laughs> it will definitely scare you. And somebody starts playing the drums right outside of your window and singing. And like I said, it was neat once I figured out what it was. But the first time, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. It was a bit startling. Very. Okay. So obviously the most thing, or the thing we talked about the most was the food. And so... I, the food was incredible. Yeah. I don't think we had a bad meal while we were there. No, not at all. Uh, and even in some of like the more tourist areas, the food's still amazing and very local and authentic. Yeah. 
Obviously, you could hit up McDonald's and Burger King if you so wish, but we definitely stayed away from anything that seemed like a chain or geared just a tourist. Yeah, we definitely hit the, I mean, we went to some, I'm not going to say like five-star hotel restaurants, but some nicer places that yeah. were very, very good. But then you walk down the streets and you get a a donor for a dollar, and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it a was. A fish sandwich. Uh, late night fish sandwiches. 25 lira, which is two bucks. Yeah, a couple bucks maybe. maybe something like that. Um, I know, not even that. A dollar. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the conversion rate, but a late night fried fish sandwich. It was amazing. Um, okay, so you had talked about that you were looking forward to your favorite Turkish dish, which was shakshuka, mm-hmm. which I think we only had twice, twice in Turkey, but it was delicious. Yeah. I thought I would have it like every day, but once we started having the other food, it's just kind of like, man, I don't know if I want to skip out on everything else just to have something that I've already had. Yeah. But what I did have was absolutely amazing. Definitely. Now, we also said we were excited for Turkish breakfast, and we both agreed that we had the best breakfast we've ever had in Istanbul. It was called Arada Cafe. Yep. And... We had no expectations going in. It was starting to rain, and I had pulled up a few places that were open, and that was one. And we were like, oh, we'll just head towards that because it's close by. And when we went in, I knew it was going to be amazing because they had a lot of cats. <laughs> we'll get to the cats in a little bit, but there was a cat curled up in the chair. So, of course, that's where we chose to sit because I wanted to sit with the cat. We, Who shared the chair with the cat? Because you couldn't see the table. Couldn't see the table. See over the table. The chair was a bit low. Yeah, you couldn't see over the table yeah. sitting in the chair. So Daniel shared his chair with the cat for two hours, and the cat wanted the whole chair. Yeah, I've been saying I didn't. The cat didn't share very well. Yeah. It just took over the the whole chair. Anyway, so we went in this place, and they had a set menu for their Turkish breakfast, or like you get a set spread. You couldn't order a la carte, and so we said, "Yeah, sure, we'll just do that." And oh my gosh, it was more food than you could say grace over. Yeah, and you could get refills on it if you wanted, but we couldn't have, we couldn't see, finish what was there. I don't see how any two people could sit there and eat all of that and want more. I mean, if you stayed for maybe eight, six hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You spent the whole day there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had amazing spread of Turkish breakfast and they had, I didn't see these anywhere else in Turkey, but on this menu they had what they called French donuts. So they were like a really puffy donut with a crisp outside but they weren't necessarily sweet no they weren't sweet at all um they were kind of plain and then they were served with cream and local honey oh my gosh yeah i think they also amazing. brought nutella but neither of us really are into that but i the, don't like that stuff but the cream and honey yeah was absolutely amazing and it was all like local honey and stuff so yeah even better yeah we'll attach some pictures of the turkish breakfast yeah. Because it was such a spread. Um, and then you had talked about, I think you said the shakshuka was you cooked in a clay pot. And we found that in Turkey, it's actually like a special cooking technique to cook inside these little clay pots that almost look like a vase. Mm-hmm. And they cook in the pot and then they come out and they light the top of it on fire and then break off. Like this crust thing that's on there. Yeah, and then pour out the contents. Yeah. So it's kind of like a... Um, I don't know how you describe it, honestly. Should have took a video of that. Yeah, we should have. 
Well, hindsight, we were too excited to eat. Probably it was like meat and tomato and yeah. spices and things. It was absolutely delicious. Uh, another really delicious food was pita, p i d e. It's kind of similar to flatbread or pizza. Yeah, yeah, absolutely delicious. Really cheap. Grab them on the streets. Yeah. It's kind of like a street foodish. Yeah, we talked about the Turkish delight and baklava. So I tried a few pieces of Turkish Delight. Actually, I didn't have as many desserts as I thought I would because I was so full yeah, from all I'm, the other delicious foods. I think I only had one piece of baklava the whole time we were there. Yeah, and we brought some to bring back with us, and it was delicious. Yeah. That, definitely better fresh. Yeah, and yeah, most definitely when you get it like, you know, the little um, tur- the Turkish shops. I don't even know what they're called. Sweet shops. Um, sweet shops. Sure. And you go in there and they're just like, you can tell it's fresh and he's cutting it and stuff like that. It's pretty neat to see. Yeah. And then I think one thing we have to talk about is the Turkish coffee and Turkish tea. Yeah. Uh, I could drink that all day, every day. So the Turkish coffee, we have that a lot here. So that wasn't anything new. But the tea, tea is just a different culture in Turkey. And did you know that the people in Turkey drink more tea per capita than anywhere else in the world? Yeah, I know. They drink a lot of tea. Yeah. So they have tea from morning till night, and you can just stop in for an afternoon tea. It comes in a proper little, not like a teacup, but you might be thinking where you put your pinky out. But Looks more like a shot glass. Like a juice cup from the South, like from yeah. like my grandmother's juice cups or something. But you can have it with sugar or without, and it's quite strong. But you can add more water to it if you want. But we would stop in every day for a tea, and they would be, you know, 50 cents, 75 cents for a cup of tea. In the tourist area. Yeah. It was really nice, especially because a few days while we were there, it was quite rainy and cool. And so to stop in for a hot cup of tea was... Yeah, pretty amazing. Really delicious. On the tea, if you... Well, in most places, if you ordered one cup, it just free refills which is very dangerous for me because i'll sit there and drink it all day long yeah that was dangerous yeah but so so much caffeine it was fantastic okay so let's move on from the food was amazing absolutely loved it let's talk about the architecture and the history at this at the different sites oh it's beautiful streets are beautiful um just walking up and down just seeing like the old cobblestones and all the little cafes and stuff was pretty damn epic yeah, and then we walked over the bridge. We stayed in the Galata area, which is, uh, they have Galata Tower, which is um, an attraction to go yeah, see. Pretty neat. And then you can, we walked across the bridge to the other side where the Blue Mosque and the Hagia Sophia, uh, the area is called, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, Sultana Met. Yeah, something like that. That, that area. We walked over there a few times. Um, so we saw the Spice Bazaar, the Grand Bazaar, the Hagia Sophia, the Blue Mosque, Lane Park, uh, the Palace. It, there was a lot to see on that side. Yeah, that's the day I think we walked over a half marathon. Yes, we did. We didn't take public transportation. The entire, so come from the airport. And go back to the airport. And to go back to the airport. Yeah, Everywhere walked. else we just walked. Um, so the Grand Bazaar, we had wondered if they would call you Jack Sparrow. They did not. No. They just always like, oh, be my first customer of the day. Give you best price all day long. Yeah. That one guy, he wasn't at the Grand Bazaar. He was trying to get you to come to his restaurant. He's like, oh, sexy man. Yeah. And then. Said the same thing to you, except he didn't call you a man. (laughs) He's like, sexy lady, come on in. (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
And then the Spice Bazaar. The Spice Bazaar was really neat. Yeah, just to see how much, how they could, for one, how they could stack all that stuff up. Because if I tried to pile up like the cumin and spices like they do, the first thing they do is just fall over and there would just be spices everywhere. But somehow or another, they figure out how to make it stack up like a pyramid. Yeah, it was, it's really beautiful to walk through there. And uh, it smells amazing. There's just tons of spices and dates and dried fruits and and olives. olives. It was incredible. The Hagia Sophia is probably one of my favorite things that we saw. It's one of the prettiest buildings I think I've ever been in. Yeah. Just uh, the architect, the way it's laid out. And I can't remember how many people can be in there at once. It's an astronomical amount. But all the chandeliers, the carpets, the the, uh, uh, art on the walls. It's just absolutely amazing. The archways. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. It was really, really gorgeous. And I found a cat inside. Sure did. Couldn't find Natalie. Started walking around. She then found a cat inside. (laughs) He was cute. Uh Um, And then right across from that is the Blue Mosque. The grounds in between are also stunning. You know, amazing pictures out there. And it was a really nice day. Nice and sunny so you could sit out, enjoy a picnic. or. Yeah, it was pretty warm that day. Yeah, but then the Blue Mosque is still under construction, uh, so we went inside, but you can really just see the the dome, like you have to walk in and look directly up to see the dome, and everything else is in scaffolding, Yeah. so we would like to go back and see it properly once it's reopened. Yeah, once it's done, and like, uh, I know they have to do maintenance and stuff like that, it just really sucks when you walk in and it's just full of scaffolding but i understand 100 percent why they're doing it they're trying to uh to preserve it preserve it and keep it the way it is but like i said just even walking in and looking straight up at the dome was absolutely amazing i thought yeah it'll be really cool when we can go back and see it yeah in its entirety and then to stand in the garden area to where you can turn around and look at one and then you turn around and the other one's right behind you oh the blue mosque and the hagia sophia Yeah, yeah just absolutely beautiful yeah and then also closed for uh, renovation right now is the Basilica Cistern. Yeah. So, no, yeah. it's it's nice to have something to go back to see. Yeah, I didn't get to see that. That was one thing that was definitely on our list, but yeah. it is what it is. Next time. Um, another place that we saw was called Top Copy Palace, and that was mind-blowingly amazing. And massive. Yes, just spread out over, I don't know how big the the grounds are, but really gorgeous. And you can see the old kitchens um, and how they used to feed like the entire, I don't know if you want to call them like military or. Yeah. I don't know what they call like those groups, people, but, but the, the kitchen was probably one of the biggest kitchens I've ever been in. And it was all cooked over like fire, like with big steel baskets hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that. It yeah. was pretty amazing. And then like the education rooms, we saw the circumcision room. Yeah, and, and that was like in a family event. When yeah. You got circumcision at, at between 12 and 13. The whole family would come and watch you be circumcised. I, don't I know. thought they were babies. No, it said on the little headset that it was before they went from being 12 to 13. Oh, my gosh. So the whole family just watched it. That's weird. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I brought that one up. You. <laughs> okay, so the, the palace was really beautiful. And then outside the palace, we walked through Gulane Park. Now, we had mentioned the park because my friend Aish said that she saw one tulip. And we had to go find that one tulip. So, there was definitely more than one. There was a lot. But there were still a lot that weren't blooming yet. So, we have some friends that are going this coming week. So, we'll have to ask them 
yeah. if all the tulips are blooming now. But we did get to see them, and they have all different colors. I've never seen that many tulips in one place, so it was no, stunning. I've, no, I've never seen, but I don't know how big the park is. We probably should have looked that up as well. But it was neat just to walk through and just see all the families out, just having picnics and all the flowers blooming and the kids running around being kids and riding bicycles yeah. and scooters. And There's know. a lot of green space over on that side, which is something we don't have a ton of here. So. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it was just really neat to see all the flowers uh, blooming. Okay, now the next thing we had talked about that we were looking forward to, specifically me, was the cats. There were cats everywhere. And they dogs. Were, yeah, they had a lot, forget of, the dogs. lot of street dogs. But the animals there that are like street animals, they're taken care of. The mm. communities take care of them. They take them to the vet. They get them fixed. They get their nails trimmed. They're happy. They're healthy. They're not mangy looking no they're not like feral cats they're fat loved on lazy yeah and it's funny so people like people who own the shops they all have a cat in the shop it's just a street cat but it like will adopt a shop yeah and they just move it around and let it sit on top of the furniture let it sleep in the windows yeah we saw one um was it on a record player yeah in an antique shop there's a record player with the cat just like laying on top of the record yeah uh, all the cafes, all the restaurants, even the fancy ones, they all have a cat inside. Yeah, they they just open the door and let them come on in. And then when they want out, they just open the door and let them go out. Yeah, but I loved all the cats. And it made me really um, appreciate that the community takes care of them. Yeah, they're not shunned. No, they're not seen as a nuisance or something disgusting. They really love them and they take care of them. And everywhere we went, we would see people who had backpacks or trolleys or something putting out food for the cats. Yeah, and the amount of people that fed every day that we saw was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, you would just see people every day just literally walking around with pounds of cat food and waters, just putting it out everywhere. Yeah, it was sweet. Yeah. And the cats were friendly and cuddly. Yeah, I don't think we met an unfriendly cat while we were there. No. Except that grumpy one when we were having coffee that day. <laughs> Maybe he hadn't had his coffee yet. Well, he was mad because I stopped petting him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, I was like, dude, I just want to drink my coffee. <laughs> um, okay, so the next thing we had talked about were seeing some churches. And we did see uh, a good handful of really gorgeous churches. One, it's quite funny. We had walked up and down Istiklal Street, which is one of the main streets in um, Istanbul, for like shopping and people watching cafes and restaurants. And we had walked up and down that street a few times. And then one day we were like, oh, hey, look, there's a massive church right here. Yeah, we've been looking for. Yeah. Uh, we didn't realize we'd be walking right past it every day. But that one was St. Antoine's Church. Yeah. And the first time we went there, because we went there the last day as well, but the first time we went, it was raining. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't really focused on getting pictures or anything. We just wanted to see the church and experience it. And we didn't realize when we got there, it was actually time. It was like the time for the service. Mm. It was finishing up. Yeah. And, but the organ was still playing and people were coming out of the church. It was really just a cool experience. And we went in um, to light a candle and in that place where you, I don't know if you've never been to a church like this, it's hard to explain, but where you light the candle, the, uh, it you wasn't put it in sand. Yeah. And it wasn't open and it would, you had to put them in water yeah, with sand at the bottom. And it just, it created a completely different like, atmosphere and sound and it was amazing. Yeah. It was pretty neat. So we did see several churches. Um, okay. Next thing we talked about was 
it's where two cultures come together. So you have the Asian side and the European side. Now, we did not actually go to the Asian side because there was so much to see on the European side. Uh, but we did see the Asian side from our balcony. Yeah, I could look at it every night. Yeah. Um, so next time, another thing to see. We talked about looking forward to Cobblestone Street sidewalk cafes, and it was just an endless amount of yeah. both of those things. You couldn't help to walk up and down the street and find a cafe. Or 50. Yeah. Coffee shops. I mean, like I said, in the tourist area, they're just everywhere. But, I mean, get off the beaten path and just go find a little bitty coffee shop or a, a little bitty bar. One day we did that. And because it started raining again on us. Like actual rain. Yeah, I mean like pouring down rain. I was like, oh, we'll go into this little bitty bar. Of course, we walked in there and they spoke no English, which was fine. And I think we ended up spending, what, four hours in there? Something like that. Yeah. It was fun. Left our umbrella, though. Yeah, somebody <laughs> left our umbrella. Um. All right, last thing we had talked about for Istanbul was the hammams. Now, Daniel's description of a hammam was quite hysterical about... They beat you with a stick, which is not accurate no, at don't. all. Uh, but we had said, you know, they do scrub you. Yeah. So we did two hammams while we were there. We did one in Istanbul and one in Cappadocia. The one in Istanbul is our first experience at a proper yeah. hammam. And uh, there wasn't a lot of direction. There was no direction. Uh, so it was mixed. So like male and female together in the hammam. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I was told they will give you, like, something to put on, like, paper underwear or whatever, something to put on in the hammam, because I didn't pack a swimsuit. It was going to be cold. Yeah. And, and, um, and we got there, and I asked, and they were like, no, we don't have anything. <laughs> so, um, so I just wore a Turkish towel, like wrapped tightly around me sitting in the hammam, like pouring the, you pour like hot water on yourself and you can pour cool water on yourself and the marble is heated and you can lie on that. And then we went to separate rooms for like the scrubbing and the bath part. Where they literally scrub you. Yeah. And, uh, they just like dump the water on you and then scrub you down flip you around yeah scrub you some more spin you around circles and then the bath they like put it in a the um it's like bubbles into a pillowcase that's what what it it looks looks like like. and they catch the air in it and then they pull it over your body it's really hard to describe but it feels like they're putting a blanket on you but it's bubbles yeah and you got like three foot of bubbles on you yeah and then they like wash you and then rinse and the one we did in istanbul we added on the massage Mm. Which was not a good decision because it was not Probably. not a very good massage. Yeah. I've never had anybody massage my shins for 20 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> shins. what are you doing? They're my shins. Maybe They're, he had a fetish. It's bone, man. Come on. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It, but the, we then, still had a good day, but not the best massage ever. No. The hammam was nice. Yeah, the hammam was nice. The best massage. But then the one we did in Cappadocia was the best spa I think I've ever best spa experience I think I've ever had. Yeah, they were very nice. Yeah, so okay, so speaking of Cappadocia, that was where we went to next. And we expected Cappadocia to be amazing. But when I tell you it was pure magic. It's one of the neatest places, and I say this all the time. 
one of the neatest things I've ever seen. All the little fairy chimneys and yeah. all of that. And then you can just hike through them and walk through them and see how they used to live. And you can still go in some of them. It really pisses me off when people do this. Go in with a can of spray paint and paint their names yeah, on the me. wall. I'm like, come on. This is like hundreds of years old and you're in here with a can of spray paint. Thousands. Yeah. And you're in here with a can of spray paint putting your name on the wall. Okay. Back to the magic part. Oh, yeah. But back to the magic part. Some of the architects in there, and they still had some of the old paintings on the walls. And they're amazing. Yeah. It was really, really incredible. I honestly felt, the whole time we were in Cappadocia, I felt like I was in a Dr. Seuss book that had come to life. <laughs> it just didn't look real. No. The fairy chimneys, they do not look like they could be real things. Somebody said it looks like you're in a sci-fi movie. Um, somebody said it looked like a painting. Yeah. So and was, there's just thousands of them. Yeah. They go on forever. Yeah. Uh, and then the hot air balloon. Yeah. Wow. Being able to fly over them and look at them is even cooler. So the hot air balloon experience was amazing. Start to finish. We went through a company called Turquoise, not Turquoise, Turquoise. And uh, they handled everything. Yeah, they did everything for everything us. Everything for us. It was. It's very it's a very safe experience there uh, to go in a hot air balloon because they're highly regulated. And um, so if you get the chance. Definitely go, definitely sign up. We were really lucky with the weather because the day before we went and the day after we went, they couldn't fly because of the wind. So we were really, really lucky that we got to go, um, that it wasn't canceled. But So the Cave Hotel was something else we were looking forward to. And I think the Cave Hotel where we stayed was called, oh gosh, I just forgot the name. Yeah, don't ask me because you know I don't remember names. It's called Kelebek Cave Hotel and yeah. Suites. And Kelebek means butterfly in Turkish. No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, but absolutely incredible hotel, amazing staff. Uh, they had, breakfast was included, and then you could go have tea or coffee or, or juice or, or water any time of the day you wanted, Yeah, 24 hours a day. Uh, they had an area to watch the sunrise, an area to watch the sunset. They had a swimming pool. Yeah, use it. it was a little cold for that. Um, but speaking of cold, we, <laughs> okay, so we thought Cappadocia was going to have snow on the ground and be... Um, freezing cold. Yeah, like freezing temperature, the max, like the high. Yeah. Did you know on the weather app that um, if you put in Cappadocia, it does not pull up Cappadocia, Turkey? No, it doesn't. It pulls up Cappadocia, Italy. <laughs> so we had been looking at the wrong weather until... Literally until we arrived there, and I just said, huh, this is way warmer than I expected. It was like 60 degrees. Yeah. We thought it was going to be 25. We'll get off the plane with jackets on, and I was like, I'm so really hot. warm. <laughs> but it worked out really nice because then we had the opportunity to go hiking a few times. Um, Didn't the, freeze to death in the hot air balloon. Yeah, we weren't freezing in the hot air balloon, so it was just hilarious that we had been planning for this really cold weather. And in fact, Istanbul was way colder than Cappadocia yeah. was. So, um, but yeah, absolutely loved Cappadocia. Would definitely go back. Yeah, definitely would go back. And I, honestly, I would do the hot air balloon experience again. And I normally like when we go to a place and you do the main tourist, the tourist thing. thing, I wouldn't do it again, but that's one I would. Yeah, I would definitely do that. And I would definitely go and uh, hike across that area as well. Yeah, like backpacking, stay overnight yeah. hiking. Yeah. You'll have to see if you haven't looked yet, we have some drone footage and we'll post some more videos soon. Um, but 
the, yeah. the fairy chimneys are just unbelievable. Yeah, some of the, like I said, some of the most amazing things. And uh, see how they, one thing I thought was really neat, like they would, the door would be 20 foot up off the ground and they would just carve little like footholds to climb up and you could climb up in there. But they had carved out inside of it and then they'd also made it two stories. And so you could like shimmy down this little makeshift stairs and go into, I guess, the basement area. And it looked like that's where the fire was, and they would, like, get a big fire going and let all the heat and smoke rise up, and it would heat the thing from the ground, from the bottom up. Yeah. Which was, I was like, man, this is epic. So this area is extremely old, obviously, and um, we didn't do a ton of research on it, but what we did look up is that those fairy chimneys were formed by volcanic ash, and... um, Actually, Cappadocia, or the people from Cappadocia, are even mentioned in the Bible. So, old, old, old area, and it, we absolutely loved it. Yeah, I would, like I said, definitely go back. Yeah, so we spent three nights there. And honestly, after the first night, we were trying to think, can we extend our time here? Because we really love it. But We, we did No, we stayed our three nights, and then we flew quickly back to Istanbul, Walked caught a connecting flight, and flew to Antalya, which is on the Mediterranean coast. And it was lovely. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was warm and sunny, most of it. There were a couple of cool nights. And then, of course, we got rain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there, we stayed in the Old Town area. At a very cool hotel. Oh, yeah, shout out to Hotel Lykia or yeah, Lykia. Lykia. Man. The staff there was beyond amazing. I think it's one of my favorite hotels, like boutique-style hotels I've ever stayed at. Yeah, and we generally don't stay at hotels when we travel. We generally get like an Airbnb or something, just so you just got a little bit more room. You can feel like you're more at home. You know, you got a kitchen. Have a place to sit down instead of just yeah, a bed. Yeah, you got a kitchen. But there was two guys, especially at this hotel, that were just beyond amazing. Yeah, a little family-run place, nine rooms only, yeah. swimming pool and a lounge in the back. But they could not do enough for us. No. I mean, you could ask for anything, and they would figure out a way to do it. Yeah. They helped us get our laundry done. Um, They gave us plenty of recommendations for food, where to go, sightseeing, how to get to. We wanted to go hiking one day. They helped us figure out how to get over to the hiking area. Yeah. Um, The hike we did there was really nice. Yeah, it was very nice. The views were incredible. Now, I was expecting it. Because it wasn't that far. 3K up and then 3K down. Yeah, give or take a little bit. Uh, I was thinking it would be, I don't know, like more, like some steep parts and then some flat parts. No, all steep. Yeah, just straight up. Yeah, literally just like straight up. And so my hamstrings are just on fire the whole time. But it was really gorgeous and the view's completely worth it. Oh, yeah, because you could turn around on one side and you could see the the beaches and the sea and stuff and then you turn around the other side and all you could see was just mountains. mountains as far as you could see and a bunch of little villages like little bitty villages stacked all through the mountains yeah. and then the mountains still had snow on top of them yeah. so yeah the views were amazing and of course while we we're up there that just the weather changed 100 percent. it started to rain it started to rain so we had to get down the mountain very quickly no yeah. there were cable cars but we chose to hike instead yeah. it was really fun great views um hadrian's gate was in antalya yeah which was great to see uh they had a lot of really cool coffee gardens yeah luna garden luna that's it their specialty was the cotton candy latte yeah which which is is a latte served with a wand of cotton candy yeah which was i thought was kind of odd but yeah 
Everybody seemed to like it. Yeah, they seemed to really enjoy it there. I think we only drank Turkish tea there. A yeah, lot of it. A lot of it. Um, okay, and then we stayed three nights there, and then back to Istanbul for three more nights. Three more nights, yeah. And we went and explored an area called Balat and Fenner, and we saw some really gorgeous churches there. It's where the, um, what's it called, the Patriarch? Yeah. And we saw the Greek Orthodox school. Which was pretty neat. Yeah, really we, neat. To we see, couldn't actually. go inside because it's an actual in. school, but yeah, it's just it the architecture like, is beautiful. Yeah, it looks like something out of a movie, just sitting in the side of a mountain. So it's called the Patriarchate of Constantinople. Yeah, is what we saw, uh, and Saint George's Church is there, and then we went to see the Bulgarian Church, Saint Stephen's, and that one was that was beautiful. And you know how Daniel said earlier, one thing he hates is people doing uh, graffiti and spray paint in natural places, which is highly annoying. Another thing that we really dislike is people who go into churches and mosques and these really historic places and all they're doing is taking selfies. Yeah, we were in one of the churches. Not just a selfie with the background. Like, I get that. You want to have a, a picture of you being there, I understand. But people doing like duck lips and model poses and I don't know it just it drives me nuts but like I said we were in one of the churches and they we were in the upstairs which you were looking downstairs and it's just absolutely beautiful and the, the whole church is white like pristine white and there's beautiful handmade banisters there that are wooden but they're painted white this girl thought it would be a good idea to stand in the middle of the archway on top of the banister so her friend could take her picture and I was like, yeah, it's just disrespectful. Do realize you're in a church, regardless if you're religious or, or his, not. But a historical place. Oh. Hello. Call them back later. Yeah. Um, not like I said, I get taking pictures and wanting to like pose nice and have a good shot. I get yes. that because obviously we do that as well. But it's when you're disrespectful to where you are. Yeah. The heritage, the yeah. culture. Standing on it or. Yeah. Or, and I don't know. A different story for a different day. But. Yeah. Not being present where you are and appreciating it, but just taking a million photos. Um, but yeah, so we explored Balat and Venner, found some cool coffee shops, saw some nice gardens. The architecture over there is really cool. It's very colorful. Yeah. All the buildings are different colors. And and they're kind of like mixed between them. Nothing's new over there, but you could tell like really, really old buildings with stuff that was built in the last hundred years. And they're just kind of all mixed together. Yeah. I liked that area a lot. Uh, and then, yeah, the last couple of days we just we wandered wandered around Istanbul, found some really good live music, found a local wine bar that had some delicious homemade food. It tasted like someone's grandmother had cooked for us. Yeah, definitely. It was just amazing. Um, you know, bought some Turkish towels. We had to get the cat to move. So we yeah, the cat them. was lying on top of the Turkish towels. We could have just taken the cat too. No, ma'am. Yeah. Anyways. And I finally got to try San Sebastian cheesecake, which was everywhere in Istanbul. I have no idea what the connection between San Sebastian and Istanbul is, but I finally tried the cheesecake, and it was worth the wait. Yeah, you enjoyed it. It was delicious. Daniel's not a cheesecake fan. Fine by me. More for me, but... Yeah, not my favorite thing. It was delicious. So, yeah, we spent the last few days just enjoying coffee and tea and the sights. Yeah. Just wandering Wandering. around. And And it was epic. I mean, it was just very neat just to wander around. And like I said, we had an Airbnb, and then you just, like, pick a direction. Which way we're going to leave today? We're going to go right or, or left. You know, right was up the hill, and left was down the hill. So Yeah. 
just go and see what we, we can find. Explore it, and I would happily go back. Yeah, I'd definitely go back to Istanbul. Our and visas are good through the end of September, so I feel like we can squeeze in. She keeps reminding me of that. Yeah, we can squeeze in a trip. Yeah, well, inshallah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you have any questions about Turkey or if you have any further suggestions on things we should do when we go back, because we'll definitely be going back. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. And we'll try to do that. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> we'll have to edit that out. No, we're going to leave that in there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I have nothing to say. All right. Well, hopefully y'all enjoyed this and we'll see y'all later. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, share it on social media, give us a rating and leave a review. These really help us. Follow and connect with us on Instagram at Our Wayward Life and reach out to us with any questions either through social media or email at ourwaywardlife at gmail.com. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.